Love fuels the impossible. The incredible story of the Pease brothers. In this emotional and inspiring interview, we invite you to learn about the journey of the Pease brothers towards achieving their limitless potential. Meet Brent and Kyle, two brothers who embody the essence of brotherly love and the desire for inclusion. Despite Kyle being diagnosed with cerebral palsy at a young age, Brent and Kyle never let any obstacle stop them from pursuing their dreams. Together, they completed numerous marathons, triathlons, and even an Ironman competition. They are also the founders of the Kyle Pease Foundation, which aims to create equal opportunities and inclusion for people with disabilities in sports. Get ready to be moved to push and pushed beyond your limits because love truly does fuel the impossible. Welcome to the Wellness Driven Life Show. You're about to go on a wellness-driven ride. for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Welcome to the Wellness Driven Life Show. I'm so excited to introduce our guest today. And so let me tell you a little bit about them. Brent Pease, he began his road to fitness in 2007, training for a 10K. He set his sights on loftier goals and he went to complete, complete his first Ironman triathlon in 2010 and has not slowed down. He has since finished more than 100 races, including 10 Ironman and several 70.3 and Olympic distance events. Off the course, he is multi-sport coach with Dynamo Multi-Sport, there we go, as well as an executive director of the Kyle Pease Foundation. That's a lot of what we're going to be talking about today. And a graduate of the Florida State University, he resides in Atlanta with his wife and two kids. Kyle Pease is a four-time Ironman triathlete. Kyle Pease has a career total of more than 75 races. And since 2011, he and his brother Brent have comp competed in races across the country, most recently becoming the first brother duo in history to complete the grueling Ironman world champion in Kona, Hawaii. Born with spastic quadriplegic cerebral palsy, Kyle has strived for life beyond his wheelchair. 
and he has achieved that and so much more. He graduated from Kennesaw State University with a Bachelor in Science in Sports Management. He is a founder of the Kyle Pease Foundation, a successful motivational speaker, and spends his time as a full-time greeter at the Piedmont Hospital in his hometown of Atlanta. And I don't do that justice, so I apologize for that. But you know what? They're here today with us. Please help me welcome Brent and Kyle Pease. Hello. <laughs> Thanks for having us. My pleasure. I think that that was the first time I really didn't do the greatest justice at my introductions. But, you know, I think that you guys are going to speak for yourself. Thank you so much for being on the Wellness Driven Life Show. What an honor it is truly to have you here. You guys have so much story to tell, so much heart, so much soul. I'm so excited to share. Why don't we start a little bit with letting the audience know where you guys came from, your background. I mean, let's start from your childhood, because in my opinion, it really starts out with great parenting. So let's start there. Um, well, yeah, I mean, the, the place we came from, from our, our mom and dad is, uh, I mean, it's really the backbone or the, it's the pure DNA of everything we do today. Um, and it, it, you know, they, it, it was their mission to include Kyle in everything that we did. And, you know, sports were a big part of that. And so that meant that Kyle was going to come along to watch those activities, to participate in those activities and. You know, they, they just did such a wonderful job of helping us see, you know, Kyle as a complete person and Kyle as our brother and and showed us all the things that they could do and that he could do and and the, and the full life that he could live. So they've, you know, when I, I look at what we have today, which I know we'll get into, you can see their, their DNA. I mean, as I said, you can see their fingerprints on everything that we're doing and the way that we include others and the journey that we've been on for the last 12 years. Absolutely. And Kyle, I'm sure that you would say the same, but I feel like most parents probably coddle and you guys would know this very, very well because you, you work with people with disabilities and you see this, although obviously you draw in the people who really want to be more expansive and to experience more but instead of your parents, you know, working on that coddling and not allowing you to do things, you were able to play and explore and hang out with the bros and your brothers included you in so much of that, really starting you out on this journey of opening your mind into the possibilities of what you can and cannot do. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. You know, I think, um, you know, they, they, if you would have asked me when I was little, did they coddle me? Maybe a little bit too much, um, but they definitely let me spread my weight and uh, it was a huge credit to them. And um, they never, from a very early age, they never took no for an answer. So that was great in me. Um, and that is kind of my blueprint for, for my life is I want to find a way to say yes instead of saying no. And I do that um, for all of our athletes. 
that we interpreted the guy we thought that he. Yeah. And so we can jump right into that and tell me a little bit. Why did you guys start that foundation? I'm a, I, I think it's going back um, to a very first race that we did in Anchorage a little bit before that. We did the first Ironman in Louisville, Kentucky. And he invited the whole family to come and watch. And I would get this all by what I saw that day, not only by Fred, but by the rest of the, 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 the competitors. And after he completed his day, uh, we sat down at dinner and I started asking him a lot of questions. And the famous question that people were real kids do Iron Man. Um, and he said yes. So that's really how the journey started. And then um, fast forward to our first triathlon that we did together when I, when we crossed the finish line, I had an aha moment. And I wanted other people that had my, my same experience to, to have their moment as well. So um, that's how the Kyle Peak Foundation was born. Yes. And so I've watched a, f a few of your guys' inspirational videos, you know, the things that you've recorded through so many of your races. And one of the things that caught me and drew me the most was, Kyle, you said, uh, you, you made this comment of, I, 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 you didn't know how to explain how you felt, but it was like the hairs going up on the back of your neck, this, this excitement of the experience and this thrill, right? And just because, you know, we were in a certain state physically doesn't mean that we can't have an exciting thrill of an experience. And I think that's what you two have really truly brought to life. And you're continuing to show others that this is possible, that you're not just bound and confined to a certain life, that there are more opportunities. Yeah, but Joy, you know, I think, um, you know, obviously the wheelchair sticks out, but I know I try, you know, to hide my wheelchair in a way because I want people to get to know me and my personality and my heart and um, and what me and Brett has created is it's a gift and it's special and um, I think that, you know, once you get to know me, you see my determination to push beyond my own limits and not have a label of a person with a disability. Our lives were never the same after we learned our 21-year-old daughter, Kristen, was murdered by her ex-boyfriend. It's a parent's worst nightmare. How much did we really know about domestic violence back then? clearly not enough. Now we know plenty. We know domestic violence, or DV, can happen to anyone. One in three women suffer physical violence at the hands of intimate partners during their lifetimes. One in three. I'm Bill Mitchell, host of the When Dating Hurts podcast, and my interviews with DV counselors, law enforcement, 
and especially actual DV survivors, give the pandemic of domestic violence the attention it deserves. The When Dating Hurts podcast. It's a series of lives being saved. Well, you're absolutely brilliant. And you're right. You know, having people get to know you and and show them that side of you. I mean, having a, a degree in business management, correct? Sports management. Yeah. And, you know, moving further with your brother, as far as, you know, also being the brains and things, you know, alongside him and creating the foundation. And I, I just think that's extraordinary. And, you know, being a greeter with the job that you have and how that really is also helping you fulfill that and allowing people to get to know you and see that side of you. Also with the exposure, with all of the races that you guys are doing, you truly are making this big impact. And Brent, I, I want to go back a little bit with you because, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you're obviously the muscle, the athlete, right? In, in oh, this you did say the brains first. I want to make sure we get a sound clip <laughs> of you referring to me as the brains of the operation because Kyle doesn't always give me that credit. But um, sorry for interrupting. Yes, the, the occasional muscle <laughs> bill. I I think um, I think that Kyle has a lot of the brains and also a lot of the soul. Yes. And I think that you both have that and you are both a powerhouse that just isn't to be reckoned with, right? And you know when I when I read about you guys in in all of the historical marks, you didn't really start out as this incredible athlete. I know, although mm-hmm. you you've been doing it, you know, through childhood no, and such, but you weren't yeah. training initially, right? No, I mean I wasn't. Uh, I mean I was never a, a world class athlete or anything, and I, I I enjoyed sports as much as Kyle. Um, or as much as anybody, and I, I went out for all the different things, but um, it, it just wasn't until later that we really tapped into this thing. And you know, as you were talking, you know, something that was kind of popping in my head is Kyle did an interview with um, CBS years ago, and they were kind of doing these rapid fire questions. And the the um, the anchor, the interviewer, said to Kyle, he said, "You guys are really a team in the truest sense." And Kyle just responded, "Absolutely." And you know, so we joked about the brains or the brawn or, you know, who's the muscle or who's bringing what to this team. But that's the point is that it's it's the greatest competitive advantage that anybody has ever had in the mm. sport that we do because we're able to rely on each other. In a sport that's driven so much by what you can do as an individual, what you can accomplish, not only physically but mentally, Kyle and I lean on each other for that. And a saying we had at the beginning was that Kyle borrowed my legs and I borrowed his spirit. But what we've learned is it's it's even more than that. It's not just that. I mean, yeah. you know, Kyle, th- these races that we do take 14, 15 hours to complete. It's not like yeah. it's not a walk in the park. It's incredibly excruciating and it's excruciating for Kyle, too. I mean, it's a physically demanding Absolutely. effort of him. But for him to be this positive force, for him to be the person that is driving the team all day long to keep us in the fight, to press us forward is a, is a task that not many can do. And to, for me to push him for 140.6 miles of racing is not something that everybody signs up to do, but it's something that we both embrace because of the experience that we share together. 
And, you know, as you were sharing, or as Kyle was sharing with you, we've been able to share that experience with so many more besides just each other. Yeah. I think that's the giving part, right? When, when you have that experience and it feels so good, you want others to be able to feel it too. Mm -hmm. And, and there's so much joy in that and, and, you know, being able to be in the moment with it and then yes, to, to share that. And that's exactly what you guys are doing with the foundation. And Brent, you're absolutely right. Kyle, I mean, the, the amount of time that you guys are in this together, it is, it's maybe even harder for him. And the fact that he you know, has that mental fortitude in order to get through it is, is astounding. And one of the things that I saw in one of, one of your interviews was, you know, if you think about something that, like you said, is 14 hours long, right? This is, this is like every, you feel every minute, every second, right? Sometimes it's grueling, it's intense. And just being able to have each other, it's like, what do you say to each other to keep on moving? And one of the things that you guys said was, uh, I think I can, right? Is that, was that it? It's one of our favorites. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that is really cool. So it's that repetitive saying of keep going, keep going. So I, uh, I'm not the brains at, at all. Um, and I say that because I had a I actually had a mindset coaching call this week. I worked with another coach, Kyle, I have a race coming up next week. And I was kind of explaining what we do and he was just asking questions. And as we finished up, it, you know, he said, well, you're really an auditory learner. You know, that people, you know, most people are visual or auditory or kinesthetic. And for me, that audio, that, that auditory response is so powerful. And I never really realized that or thought about that for myself. But then when I thought back on the last, 12 years of racing with Kyle, so much of our success is that Kyle calls something out and I give him a response. He says, I think you can. And I show him that I can. He says, I know you can. And I keep going. Mm. You know, I look at Kyle and I say, this is so hard. I don't know if we can make it. And he says, I know you can. And, and I just didn't realize that it becomes this really powerful tool that I don't even know if, yeah, Kyle, I mean, Kyle didn't think about it. He knows that it's been powerful. We know that we've, we've had success doing the things that we do. I mean, these, these events are not something that everybody can just go out and finish the way we do, yeah, but yeah. This, this incredibly powerful person, Kyle, and the incredible powerful words or the simple words sometimes of, I think I can, I know you can just create so much energy between us and, and creates that response to just to keep going. So for both of you, knowing that now, how do you show up with others? I mean, you do a little bit of training obviously with other people. Does that change the way that you communicate and you show them, you know, now that you know, and you've had these experiences and you know, you like that audible aspect of, of something, someone in your ear pushing you further. How does that help you guide others? No, I mean, everybody's a little bit different. I think for us, it's it's first showing them what inclusion looks like. Just show them the experience, get them involved in what we're doing, because it may not be something that they've experienced. But then when it comes to the, the racing aspect, a lot of times for us, um, it maybe comes more visual. Let us show you. Let us be like, 
when you show up at a race with us, Kyle and I aren't sitting there on the sidelines, you know, eating ice cream and watching everybody compete. Uh, we'd like to on some days, but it's it's really showing them that it's it's showing our volunteers what being inclusive is about, what being a teammate is about. So I think it's a little bit different with the people that we bring alongside us in the foundation that we're trying to show them first what it looks like and then let them determine from there how they can provide that to somebody like Kyle or to, to many more. You know, I think, I think uh, with uh, a great point uh, about how he is an audio learner, I think for the foundation, you know, April, where I can sit here and tell you everything that that foundation does, but until you see it, mm -hmm. and get an idea of what we do, um, then, you know, that, that to me, that's where the impact is felt. That's where the athletes get to experience being an athlete with their teammate and with their volunteer. Um, and so that, that gets a critical piece for us that we need to show every athlete and every uh, volunteer that comes along what the impact does for the athlete. And I think that once they see it, then they can buy in. Yeah, I, I agree with you. You know, having to see it and feel it and come to their own knowing of what that is and what that's like. So I, I'm gonna bring in a few of the photos you guys have so the audience can see a little bit and they may or may not be in order. I just I just put them in. So the two of you will have to kind of guide what they are. Mm -hmm. uh, this is the uh, swim exit, um, which we always laugh about because our strategy, our strategy, it's, it, it's there's time cutoffs with what Kyle and I do. So you have a certain amount of time to finish the swim and the bike. And it's, that's always been the, the toughest part of this race that we have to make it to that bike cutoff. So I exit the water and kind of immediately take off. So you've got me coming out of the water with Kyle screaming at me behind. So you kind of got both settings there where I'm <laughs> kind of taking off and powering through this race. But there's Kyle um, still cheering and screaming at me to you know keep us moving as I'm dumping cold water on my head, um, getting ready for the, the next leg of the race. Right. Yeah, because there's much more to go. And you're right. I want to make sure that people know that if they're not as familiar with these races, they are timed. Each section mm -hmm. has a time limit. So you have to truly push yourself, you know, in each one. It's not like, oh, I'm going to take my time, you know, and, and when I get to the end, I will. No, you're going to be knocked out if you're not meeting that, that time. That's correct. Uh, this is one of my favorite photos. This is our first Ironman. This is actually 10 years ago. Um, and that is uh, the person uh, holding my hand is um, uh, one of our dear friends, Josh. His mom was Kyle's first speech pathologist. So I met Josh when he was two. And that first Ironman, we didn't know if we could even finish. Um, we, we really had no idea. The prep races we had done had been so grueling and so difficult. And the race we were doing had these three big climbs in the middle of the race. Um, and Josh, we didn't know he was there. And as we were coming up, the second of the three climbs, which is really the hardest one, Josh was there waiting for us. 
and it was kind of this uplifting moment. So you can see the fatigue on my face, but you can see how excited and, and kind of driven Kyle is by what's happening in that moment of somebody we've known our entire lives, you know, there to support us. And it's just such a great thing. But the other part too is you can't really quite tell, but people were lined up on either side of the road to the point where as our big bike came through, they kind of had to spread out a little wider to make room for us. And it was just such a, it was a really special experience that first Ironman. Um, yeah. And uh, there was some moments that made it even more special like the one here. I, I can only imagine, I, I would assume that maybe you guys are brought to, you know, very emotional response when you recall these times and these moments. And Kyle, I would love for you to explain how, how you felt with this first race. Uh, it, I mean, like you said, it, it was a whirlwind of emotions. Um, um, we came within two minutes. I'm not being able to continue um, on the bike. So it was um, so much adrenaline going through me um, that day. And I'll never forget it because it was the it was the first time that I actually felt like an athlete. I'm not taking away anything from the other races that we have previously done. Um, but it was the first time on this on this stage that was bigger than the both of us that I felt that I was the athlete with my first help. Um, so it was amazing, you know, you know, that photograph was back so many memories of that day. Um, and that really kind of helped us to get to where we are on the main stage now. Uh, absolutely. I, I really, I love the photographs that you guys have. Tell me a little bit about this one. Oh, uh, this, this is my, one of my all-time favorites. Um, this was that cookie of the Ironman World Championships in 2018. Um, and you could tell by my expression that I would get grand that it was over. Um, and I would, I would get, I'm born away and I'm still born away. I can't really put into words uh, what that day and what that moment um, meant to me and the bread and it was truly um, something that I'll never forget. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for, for sharing those photographs, you two. I, I really appreciate it. I want to make sure that the audience knows how to find your foundation. It's www.kylepeasefoundation.org. So want to make sure that they have that information. You two also wrote a book together. I mean, you've done so many cool things. So before we go a little bit more into the foundation, um, let's jump into Beyond the Finish, the book, which also is in the description link. So viewers who are interested in purchasing that book, which you should because it's extraordinary, it is there. So tell us a little bit about, you know, how that, how you got there, you know, what made you write it? How was writing the book together? 
Um, you know, Kyle, when we first, when we were kind of getting going with the foundation, we, um, we, we met a man who uh, kind of helped us get going from a awareness and amplifying the, the message of the foundation. He helped Kyle write a children's book in 2014. Um, and the experience was so great and was so supportive of the foundation that we said we were going to write a big boy book one day, is what we called it, uh, from our children's book. Um, and once we started to see how hard it was, you know, to for Kyle to be able to get his spoken words on paper and for for us to be able to do it, we said we should really start working on it now. Yeah. And so we started working on it in 2016 and uh, it, it really took all of two years and we knew what the final chapter was going to be was Kona. And when we finally got into Hawaii, we actually had the book really pretty well written. And it was just that final chapter that needed to be inserted in there. Um, it, 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 it morphed, but it was really just about what we're doing here. It was of sharing our message of inclusion, our, our, our brotherly bond and, and the things that we've accomplished, but in a way that was meant to uplift the reader and, and give them, you know, the tools and the feelings to, to create success. And, and as Kyle likes to say, to push beyond their own limits. Um, so it was a really fun and cool experience um, that we're, we're really proud of. So what what motivates you to to continue working and continue competing and racing? I mean, it's a it's a grueling experience, but you, you guys have done so many and it's almost like, uh, you know, kind of like it's an addiction, right? It's so exciting, the thrill of it. But what really motivates you to is there something, you know, deeper than that? I, I mean, I think it's each other. I, I think it's really that. Kyle and I have always had a special bond together. And the fact that we're able to continue to share that together is um, so unbelievably special. And we found a way to do it. And it's, you know, it's a little bit of uh, gluttons for punishment, perhaps, and what we've chosen to do to spend extra time together. But it's just such a, a enriching experience for both of our lives. It, it makes us better as, as brothers, as humans, as uh, spouses, parents, I mean, all that we do in our lives are yeah. by what we do here together. Um, and we know that we can't do it forever. And so that we want to enjoy this journey as, as much as we can for as long as we can. Um, and it's, uh, I think it's us. I think we've, we've pushed and motivated each other. I did a very eloquent answer. I don't know if on the race course, you know, um, and we would say the same thing, but I did that. Um, going through this process together has absolutely made us a better man, better brothers. And, you know, I, like Brett said earlier, we can't do it without one another. Um, so I did that. We just have to enjoy the moment and be present in it. Good. The moment's not going to last forever, but right. as long as we have each other, then it will last however long we want it to last. It's it's an experience for us. I mean, in, yeah. you know, in, in 50 years and 100 years, I don't know that what we're doing in this moment is going to matter, but it matters to us right. because of what we get to experience together. And so we, you know, that drives us, that, that motivates us to, to continue to do these things together, 
while we can. Um, and, and it's a gift to be able to share it with others, for them to have uh, those same experiences, you know, to, to lift themselves up, to be better people, to just to be better humans. It's a, it's incredibly motivating and, and a very big driving force for both of us. I, I agree with you. It is absolutely a gift to share with others. And, and I too would continue doing it as long as you're able, because you, you know that you're not able to keep doing it forever. I mean, that's just the nature of, you know, we don't, we don't stay here forever. Right. So, um, and I know that you two are both doing speaking engagements and motivating people that way alongside with the foundation. So you truly are continuing to branch out in different things. And, you know, because again, you can't keep doing that forever. And you're, you're leaving a legacy in so many capacities. And so we'll go back to that in just a minute, but, um, Brett, I, I think you mentioned family and you guys have had such a supportive family. You talked about it a little bit with, you know, your your childhood friend coming up alongside you, holding your hands. You have family and friends along sidelines. So you've built this connection, this community. And, and I know how important that is. And you guys have built that with the foundation. You have an incredibly supportive spouse and your children are seeing what you're doing. I saw a little expert, my husband and I were watching last night, and I thought it was really great that you talked about your son and your son was, you know, kind of role playing what, what you guys do during the races. And you suspected that he would be in your position and, and play, you know, the role that dad plays, but it wasn't. And it was sort of surprising to you that he was more inspired by, by Kyle's role. Uh, you know, you don't know the impact you're having and you don't know the people yeah. that, um, are watching, but they're, they're always watching. And, you know, my, my children see that and they, um, will grow and learn from that. I'm, I'm sure of it. Um, but I guess what I go back to, or what always resonates between my ears was the, at that same first Ironman where from the photo earlier with, with Josh on the hill, when Kyle and I started the marathon that day, a friend of ours from Atlanta had already long since finished his race. And as Kyle and I ran, ran by him, he popped up out of his seat where he was having dinner and he screamed at us. He said, there's people cheering for you today that you don't even know. Yeah. And, you know, that's what always resonates. And whether it's my, my own children, my family, um, I know that as we run by them, as we do these things that we do together, that it, it's resonating with people and, it, and it's people we may never meet. Um, but it's, uh, it's a gift um, that we're very fortunate to be able to share. Yeah. I have a, a comment that came through. Manly says, I'm guessing Kyle doesn't listen to the word no. And I'm so glad that he doesn't. Truly awesome. <laughs> uh, Kyle does not do well with the answer no, I can assure you. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, I mean, I'll tell you just because it, 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 we can sit here for the entirety of this uh, show today and share all these positive and uplifting stories, but Kyle and I are humans too. We've screamed at each other um, mm -hmm. after races, we've argued, we've, we've been brothers, we've been humans. And, you know, some of those most human moments come where, you know, I'm in a, I'm in my weakest point where I want to say no to Kyle. And, you know, he's had weak moments where his reaction is to, to scream and yell and, and, you know, slam his feet as 
hard into his, his foot plates as he can, but more often than not, he's able to take a deep breath and to go back to those words we shared that you shared earlier of, I think we can. Um, yeah. You know, it, it's hard when you are in a position where no is a word that you do hear a lot. And so you do learn to tune it out. You know, Kyle was told, no, you're not going to go to school like everybody else. He was told that, you know, college would be too hard, that working wasn't going to be easy, that Ironman was hard. And it's never stopped him. He's always found a way to turn those no's into yeses. And it's yeah. truly one of the most remarkable things because that's not what you would expect, you know. Um, and it's, uh, it's, it's really, it's, it's incredible. You know, um, I don't want to get in trouble for, you know, with the Iron Man brand, but I would really love to propose um, that you both are Iron Men <laughs> because it, it takes athleticism, endurance, and just the mental fortitude within your individual capacities. You know, and, and the com combination of team efforts, you two are Iron Men. Well, I would agree with that. Um, unfortunately, Iron Man is a tra registered trademark. <laughs> um, no, I'm pushing I mean, boundaries here. No, we. I mean, and it's always capitalized. But always make sure to capitalize it. But um, we we know that. And I I would I guess I would. I, I would say I appreciate it, but I would counter to say that we always felt like we were brothers first. And the Iron Man moniker was just um, a thing that was, you know, bestowed upon us. I, maybe the more important one, or maybe the one that we sometimes do get caught up in is that Kyle is actually an Iron Man world champion athlete. Um, because finishing Hawaii, you're, you, everybody who finishes that race is a world champion athlete. And that's yeah. when you think about yeah. you know, where it started, you know, when, Remember when that was popular, how it started, how it's going? You know, maybe to see a picture of Kyle at birth to how it's going now that he's an Ironman world champion is a uh, pretty remarkable. So, but I will take your Ironman compliment and, and say that. <laughs> yeah, thank you. It's uh, it's well deserved. So, Kyle, what gets you the most excited about you know the future endeavors? What what you've done? What you're doing? What excites you the most? I think it's the people that we serve. Um, you know, there there are days that it's a struggle, but then you see the fruits of your labor um, at a race. You see the smiles when they come across the finish line. But for me personally, I just want to continue to to push beyond my own limits and and show what I'm what I'm truly um capable of. And one of our one of our athletes, um, I think this um really illustrates how they did the impact that we are having on our community. Uh, he tested but not during the the World Championships a couple of days before the race. And he said, when you're in the world championship, we're all in the world championship. And that just kind of stopped me in my tracks. And it really, um, that was a, that was a, a moment that, that really kind of solidified what the foundation has meant to other people that, 
that they see me but doing something and they immediately feel part of it. And that was uh that was probably one of the coolest tips that I ever received because that's the goal. I do want people to be a part of it and I do want them to take a little bit of ownership of of what we're doing because in a way they could do that as well. So I guess it, it was a another aha moment as well. I love that taking away the ownership and knowing that they can too. Uh, I love that. And, and you're exactly right. And you continue to show the world that you are so much more that you're capable of so much more and, and proving them, you know, otherwise it's, it's incredible. I love hearing your guys' stories and your journeys. Uh, what what's really been the biggest challenge with having the foundation? Uh, how long do we have? The, the, you know, when we first how started, long do we have? It's been a few, huh? No, I mean, it, it, you know, I think what it, it it has, but what it's always stemmed to is actually the first person we met with um, when we first started the foundation was a guy running another small nonprofit here, and he said, "Well, congratulations, you now own a business." And that was when it finally hit of we had started a business. It was a nonprofit business, but we'd started a business. And yeah. for that to be successful was going to require a lot of, um, pardon the cliche, but it was truly blood, sweat and tears. And we've had all of this here. And, you know, so I think that was the biggest challenge is figuring out how to create a successful business. And in the early years, the only way we knew how to do that was to just go out and race. And then as yeah. more people came was to share those races with those people. And now it's more than that. I mean, we've got five employees with disabilities that, that work for the foundation. We've got you know 26 events a year. We've got um, golf tournaments and tennis tournaments and fundraisers and all these different things that are all the different cogs in the machine. Um, so it always just goes back to that same original comment of you now own a business. Um, yeah. And I, I think we continue to overcome those challenges as if we were doing an Ironman together. Yeah, I, I think it's a piggyback off of what Brett said. I think that, you know, especially in today's society, life can be very overwhelming, very stressful. I don't want to shy away from that because my life, my life is extremely challenging at times, but it gets like an Iron Man for us. It, let's focus on every stroke in the water and every revolution on the bike. And instead of looking at the marathon as a marathon, yeah, focus yeah. on what we can control it. That's our attitude, our mind, and just taking one step in front of the other. And I, I think that's something that I can teach you to learn. Um, and I really like to break everything down right now. Otherwise, I would get very overwhelmed. Yeah, absolutely. It's and, you know, you're right, running a business is is different than just doing the passion, right? You know, you have this dream and this goal. And, and this is what we want. But oh, yeah, there's these things that <laughs> have to come along. And, and I think that, you know, you did it 
the right way, obviously, because it's, it's working and it's happening, but it really, it starts out by doing that passion, getting the exposure and the awareness out there that, that this is happening and, you know, then getting other people involved, you know, with, you know, donating their time and their energy and their efforts because they're also passionate now about it. And I think that what you said, Kyle, uh, something that you said was, um, oh, I lost my train of thought now. I'm going to come back to it. But running a business is not easy. It is a different sort of light. And what do you guys, what are you guys doing next? Are you, are you still pushing that? I know that you want to push it out further, sort of, you know, branching out in more locations. You guys have quite a few locations. Like you said, you're doing, you know, so many events every year, but what's the next part? Um, well, uh, it's, 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 it's morphed as, as businesses do, but I think what we're seeing now is that, you know, the impact that is being created at the Kyle Peace Foundation can extend so much further beyond the finish. It can, it, it's truly helping people push beyond their limits and that, you know, this inclusive employment program that we now have, which is five people strong, um, mm. and just learning that, you know, sports is really the, is the, is the entryway. It's the way to teach somebody like Kyle that may not have experienced what inclusion can really look like uh, to share that with them, to show them that they are, that, I mean, you know, we never knew how amazing a competitor Kyle was until we and tapped into this endurance sports world, you know, because the things that he did sport wise growing up were, you know, built to accommodate people in wheelchairs and people with disabilities and Ironman and marathons, they don't do that. And yeah. so when we put some of these young men and women into these events that we do at the Kyle Peace Foundation, they want more out of their life. They don't want more races. I mean, they do, but they want more out of their lives. And that's incredibly powerful to witness to watch that growth occur in real time. As they, as they, as they tick off the miles, as they cross those lines, you can see the changes that start to occur. And, you know, so I think as we answer that question today of what's next, it's to, to continue to create inclusive opportunities and experiences, but to do more with them, to, to push beyond our limits of what we think is possible. Do you have a story uh, and a, an example of, of something that was so moving to you that you experienced during this time? Well, I mean, I think our, our, the first one that really sent us down this path is a young man named Justin Knight, who everybody affectionately calls J dude and J dude, um, along with Kyle are the only two people from the Kyle Peace Foundation to finish an Ironman distance race. Mm -hmm. And when, when Justin finished that race, we thought that he would tell us to do this race or he'd pick some other major event. And instead what he said was, I want a job. And we realized that this was a young man who, when we met him was 26 years old and his mom was working two jobs and Justin sat at home in front of a computer all day playing video games. Um, and that was what he thought his life was going to be. And that yeah. when he started doing these sports, it wasn't just the sports, it was the community and the people like Kyle that he watched what they were doing with their lives. And he said, I can do that because I can do an Ironman. I can do what Kyle does. I can, you know, go to work and, and, and do real, real stuff. So Justin's the one we always default to, but I think there's, there's 
so many more that we could share. Um, each one of these individuals that now works for us, and, and many more that um, don't yet have that extra thing. So it's it's really uh, special that we get to see all that. You know, I think I I thought you got to meet mom almost every day, and we have become super close. And um, just suffers from cerebral palsy as well, but he also had a seizure disorder as well. Um, but we keep allowed the community allowed the KTF family. Um, you really see his personality come out, and um, he's the love of the sport and the love of the volunteers and the staff. And it's just really cool because we he's not allowed us that is when he is more vulnerable to get sick with the seizures and, and everything. So, yeah. I can see him um, bring out the personality in the, in the family that we feel is really cool. Yeah. So, you know, based on being on the Wellness Driven Life show, right, there's there's this huge question that I have. And Kyle, you're, well, you both can probably answer this, but Kyle, is have you seen a difference in your own health and well-being when you're doing these things that make you feel alive, that where you have a passion, where you have a burning desire. Yes. And I wish I wish that Iron Man could be every week. I know that <laughs> Oh geez. I don't know how your brother feels about that. <laughs> but but when I feel the most healthy is when I'm motivated to race. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, so yes, I didn't need to, to stay motivated in everyday life. But with the Iron Man around the corner, that's when I feel the most healthy and the most, um, well, that's when I feel the most complete. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, you you two have inspired me fully, uh, absolutely. And and when I watch your success crossing the finish lines, it 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 moves me to tears. There there's that part of me on the soul level that is just really um, just moved and inspired. And I I, I want to say that it, it just shows how much when when love is that powerful we can accomplish such incredible things things that we never thought were possible um the miraculous right and and you two have really shown what miraculous is through that and that we're more than just this shell that there's there's so much more within us this light and tell me you know from both of you what what else would you like to share with our audience today? You know, I think we all connect on a human level when you see Kyle, and I think it's easy to just identify and say, well, he must suffer. Um, but we all do. We, we all struggle with things in life. And then you see somebody like Kyle cross those finish lines and you go, well, I can, I can do that too. I can push past the, the difficulties. And that's why... Iron Man has always been so appealing to us because it's such a great metaphor for life. It's not, it's not all 
rainbows and unicorns. It's not these amazing moments. Uh, I couldn't think of a better one than that. No. But it, it, you, it's not this like, you see the finish line and you think, gosh, how incredible, but you don't sometimes realize what it took to get there. Yeah. Um, and what you had to get through to get to that. And so know that those moments that you're experiencing, the moments that we've experienced are what has helped us, you know, rise and, and be successful. And so it's not, it's not just the good that has made us great. It's the, it's the tough moments that have, um, as, as they say in our world, that iron sharpens iron. And those experiences have, have molded and, and created us to, to be in the places we are. Uh, you know, I know, uh, you know, we, we have talked about this many times about pushing beyond your limits, but I, I, I think that to show what your possibility is, is truly amazing. And I would have never thought that I would be doing this, but now, now I'm showing myself how to push beyond my own limits. It's showing myself what is possible. And I think that's something that that nobody can take away from me or the people that we serve within the God Peace Foundation. Mm. You're right. Nobody can take that away from you. And so with the, the foundation, what, what is the best way, the best act that, that people can do to kind of either get involved or support? What is your ask? Time, talent, treasure, and always, I mean, lend us your time. Come be, a, uh, come be somebody to give Kyle the gift of inclusion. Come um, even do, I mean, it's more than just pushing a chair. It's, supporting these events and um, helping us execute them. It's your talents. I mean, um, I am not the brains and we've always needed help in doing everything that we do. We need a lot of Josh's to help make this in treasure. I mean, the, the, the gifts that people have given this foundation, their, their trust and support of us have created impact for hundreds of families and so many finish lines, thousands. Um, so any of those always, but just by listening and letting us share here today allows us to amplify our voice and, and spread our reach, um, beyond our finishes, beyond what we do. Yeah. I, I think, you know, we're, we're a nonprofit, right? So we do rely on, on dollars and, uh, we do rely on, on people that, that opened the door for me, that helped me with a banana, you know. You don't have to be a runner to, to get involved. You can, you know, be a logistic person and help us. So um, there's many ways to get involved in, and you can see all those on our website. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Uh, you two are such beautiful show souls. I. I'm very grateful and feel blessed and honored to have you here on the Wellness Driven Life Show platform. And again, I'm going to let our audience know that it's www.kylepeasefoundation. That's K-Y-L-E-P-E-A-S-E foundation.org. 
And it will also be in this description below. There's going to be many of you that are watching the replay. Also, if you have comments, please still leave your comments in the comment section and we will get back to them. And again, I want to thank you, Brent and Kyle, for being on the Wellness Driven Life Show. Thank you, Brad. Thanks for having us. My pleasure. And goodbye for now. And we will see you tomorrow.